Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio, back for another great episode of the Built to Grow podcast, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? The best of the best. The best. The best. I don't know if you Uh, know. This is the best fitness business podcast. If you are here, welcome. Uh, Thanks for listening in. We've got a quick announcement, everybody. Uh, Our annual summit is upon us. It's coming up. We've got our marketing started. Our website is up, fitprogrowsummit.com. Hosted next year, June 8th through 11th. We got some big surprises. Just signed up a new keynote. We'll, we'll, uh, I don't know. We'll announce that here in the next couple of days. I got the contract in my inbox this morning, Ooh. so we will uh, review that. Excited for to bring him out. But if you are listening to the show, you're a gym owner, you're a brick and mortar gym owner, and you want to be better, right? You want to grow your business. You want to know what's working now. You want to hear from the people and the operators that are doing the big things in their business. This is the event you're going to want to come to. This is a strictly business. This is not breakout sweat sessions and and that kind of stuff. While we did add workouts to the agenda this year, these are before the event starts Mm -hmm. in the morning. We have a a cool area on the pool deck uh, at the W hotel where they're going to, we're going to do some, some coach guided workouts for everybody to knock those workouts first thing. Uh, But the point of this uh, summit is business. It is growing your business. It's marketing and sales, customer experience, um, and again, we got a couple uh, big speakers we're going to announce here very shortly that mm-hmm. are going to raise the level of this entire event. So we're excited. Go to fitprogrowsummit.com. There's early bird tickets right now. The code for early bird is worm. Early bird gets the worm. That should be easy to remember. You're going to save $150. And then not, a, not only that, uh, there's a big discount on rooms at the W Hotel. Mm-hmm. It's a boutique hotel. So very uh, small amount of uh, room block that they would allow us to get. First come, first serve. So it, it fortune favors the bold yeah. and the action takers. Jump in on this. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna be there. And we, we just did an event at the W. I mean, we know what the event venue is gonna be like. We know how much fun that area is. There's if you're listening to this podcast, like you said, like there's no excuse not to be there. Fitprogrowsummit.com. There you go. Awesome. So a quick topic today, guys, is staff development. So a big challenge in this fitness industry is keeping staff long term. Um, I don't know if you know the the latest stats that, you know, it's been a year since I've heard this stat, but the the longevity or the career length of a new personal trainer in this industry is less than 12 months. Very sad. And, and the, you got a question like, why? Why is it that trainers only last a year? They, they come into it, they get their certification, they're all gung-ho, and then in 12 months, they're into something else. Well, it probably takes into LA. They're all like models and no, it's a, it's a tough place to be, right? And uh you know, when we were talking about this topic ahead of time, there's not a lot of opportunity within a fitness business to naturally progress per se. Um, you know, it gets narrower towards the top. So once you once you're a, a trainer and you're great at what you do, is there a natural progression 
into another position, like a fitness director, GM role, manager role or something like that? Or are you in that seat and you just kind of take that the distance as far as you can? And that, at that point, you know, what do you do? You just squeeze a few more bucks out of, you know, the, the opportunity that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> with that being said, there's a lot of things that as a business owner, you can do to help develop the staff that's not necessarily just hey, let's go to this event and let's get some more continued education for the things that are going to deliver a result for my business. And uh, I think that this industry compared to other industries, I kind of see it lacking. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of of continued education when it comes to movement patterns and kettlebell certifications and all that type of stuff. But like, what about the individual? You know, like, are you helping them develop better skill sets that make them you know, handle and manage business better, stress levels. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different opportunities to develop an individual within a business that does lead to a result. It's just not the same path that everybody assumes and sees. So the question becomes, well, you, have you, you guys have heard this quote before. What happens if I train all my staff and they leave? And then the response to that, what if you don't train them and they stay? Like, right. Boom. It's like you have to develop your staff. So the question becomes, okay, does a trainer need that upward trajectory of their business path? Like, do they need to see role changes, uh, title changes? Do they need that? Or do they need more money? Or do they need more responsibilities within the role? And that's only for you as a team to decide. I mean, there's there's disc assessments yep. and, and personality quizzes that you can do with your staff to kind of see what their motivations are. Uh, most trainers that I've done that disc assessment, they're high in the theoretical. Okay. What does that mean? It means they love the education. Yep. They love learning. And I think, uh, we both have a mutual friend, uh, Deanna, who's, who's was he- like, they're heavy in education. Oh yeah. They want to know that there's anything that comes up in the day that they're going to have a solution for. And that's just self-confidence in the yep. role. And I think after years of doing it, you just kind of naturally know the responses like, Hey, bum shoulder. Here's the response. Oh, uh, thyroid hormone issues. Here's my response for that. And so coaches and rightfully so they want to feel like they're educated enough that they can respond to whatever comes at them. Mm -hmm. But then what happens? So they're there with you two years, three years, four years, and they're still the trainer. Maybe they're making more per hour. Maybe they have more responsibilities, but in a small business like ours and probably like yours listening, there's what, what other role is there? There's a director and then there's the owner. Mm -hmm. It's like, where can they really go? So then the question becomes, okay, don't do this by the way, don't create roles for no reason if the business doesn't need them just to put your people into a, you know another career path and don't go open another gym because you feel like you need to give these coaches a path you have to be okay with coaches leaving i think you should actually aim for that level of development not to like hope that they leave but you i mean who doesn't want the absolute best damn staff possible like mm-hmm. everybody in that business qualifies as a GM type, you know, understanding and all of those things would be huge for any business. But the hard part is, I think there's a natural fear because there's a progression of, you know, the trainer that develops their skill set, develops their um, client book within your business. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're leaving and they take the client with them. Yeah. That's the tough part, right? You get nervous. Correct that somebody's going to take off and take all your clients. But at the same time, you can't 
hold back on training those folks because, right, you've got a limited staff. So you're in this conundrum, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say, listen, if you get two years out of a coach, that should be an accomplishment. I mean, it's sad that you can't have coaches for five years or 10 years. I mean, there's going to be coaches that stick around. Great. They have to love their role. Absolutely. They have to love what they do. Um, and so the the next kind of thing that you'd want to look at is the, the actual schedule, right? We've adjusted schedules plenty of times for the years, and we adjust schedules sometimes for the individual. If somebody has kids and they got to go pick up their kids in the afternoon and they just can only work mornings, fine. We'll make that work for them because why wouldn't we, right? Mm -hmm. If we can do it, right, um, let's let's not be so rigid and they have to be here. Then they're just going to leave because they can't, you know, it doesn't fulfill their life. The other thing is split shifts, guys. If you're still doing split shifts uh, where a coach comes in five, six, seven, eight, nine in the morning, they leave for the middle of the day and they come back at three, four, five, six, seven in the afternoon. That that's got a lifespan oh, on, yeah. on the coach. Think about that. I mean, we, we really are strategic where we have a morning shift, afternoon shift. When you're done at noon, you're done for the day. Go live life, go run errands, go, you know, do whatever else you're going to do in your day. Or if you're the afternoon coach, you have the mornings to do that. And then you come in at noon and work till seven, eight and you're done. Yeah. And, and then some of that comes back to like, <clears throat> you can't expect somebody in, in your business to do something that you yourself wouldn't do. Right. If, if, could you imagine living that life where you have, you know, 14, 15 hours a day that is dedicated well, to the job? The, the, the thing is they would do it. The, the owners would do that. Well, they by necessity. Yeah. They right. But the, it. but the expectation sometimes like they're just, just because we've done it that way doesn't mean that's the only way it can be done. And that's the thing is like, there is a better way. Um, and if you're looking to keep people longer, you have to, you have to see these things as opportunities for change, right? Like we've talked about a more career path style. Right. And there's something else to the conversation too, though, when you do those disc assessments and those personality tests, I would be hell bent to believe that most of those individuals do not want to open a business. The trainer, most of them because of the type of personality or they wouldn't excel necessarily in those realms. Um, what are you saying? You're saying that they would want to open a business? They don't. They don't. I don't, I don't think that the majority of them do. Yeah, that's true. Because, that's true. because it is a, there's that risk factor that comes with it, right? The personality tests of, of the trainers that, you know, I know that we've seen, they want the education. They want a home. They want all, there's a level of security that they still desire. It's not the risk reward that comes with business ownership. Right. And right. if the conversation, and I think that most, I don't say most, but a lot of gym owners uh, or trainers that have stepped into the gym owner role, I, I bet there's a big portion of them that wish they stayed as a hell of a great trainer because the, it's a different job, right? You're, you're, you're not concerned about the P&L, not my client's results. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for 
for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement, and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Yeah, and and this goes back to living the life that you think others want you to lead. Like you don't just open a gym because that you think that's the next logical step. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like there's some trainers out there have done that. And like I think there's a lot point. of them. Yeah, and then they get in this role like, oh my god, what did I just do? So you can't be so worried that every trainer that you have is going to go open a, a gym across the street, take half your clients. And, and does it happen? Unfortunately, a lot of times it does. But you can't just live like that, right? Um, and, and so going back to this staff development thing we so you you've got there's a book called drive we, we recommend it all the time to our coaching staff or coaching clients and, and it basically it's um what what drives motivates your employees mm-hmm. is it financial is it recognition is it you know responsibility is it to be in charge of something like those there are all these things that they you would be surprised that drive somebody more than just more money right? To, to the gym owners out there, more money is typically the driver. Sometimes it's freedom. Sometimes it's the other things being part of something bigger. Altruism is another one. So figure that out because if you don't figure that out and you keep giving somebody more money, thinking that's going to motivate them, they may just leave. They may not want more money. It's, I, it's crazy to think. I've brought up that, that, that study that was done right before COVID. Uh, Forbes published it. They, they uh, surveyed typical like corporate America jobs. And I don't remember it was 5,000, thousand, something, you know, whatever it was, but the majority came back and said they would prefer free pizza Fridays mm-hmm. in their office than a pay raise. The, to that point, it blows my mind. I'm sure you feel the same way. We do not think like that. But if the majority of people in these positions are why are we trying to force a you know round peg in a square hole? And honestly, the, to the gym owner, you'd probably rather do pizza Fridays, right? Like in the fitness business, pizza probably isn't going to be the thing. But, but it, yeah, it just goes to say, you know. But the the other side of this uh, equation is there's a younger generation coming up. There's the millennial and Gen Z population. These are the the work, you know. These are the eighteen to whatever, call them thirty year olds at this point, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're Z and millennial. What motivates that demographic is not the Gen X baby boomer generation of, of, you know, like stability and not at all and financial growth. It's, it's typically, and you got to look at more studies and I, and I haven't in a while, it's typically the greater good. Yeah. Like they, they're motivated by the greater good. We're out here saving the planet. So I'm going to work my ass off to save the planet because I'm part of this movement. Right. Oh, okay. Cool. Had, so, so, so as a Gen Xer, me, like, you know, I think, what are you? You're millennial. I'm like, yeah, the cusp. Yeah. Well, I'm on the cusp of millennial Gen X. Like that's, it's weird. And it will be, yeah, years. I think, I think our, I know that they've, they've done that one where there's like, they think there's this gap that is a friction between the two of them. It's there. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's very interesting. And, it, and I, you know, I may go do some more research on this, but it, uh, it, it's not the opposites. And, uh, They're Andy, opposites. Andy Frisella, he does that Q&A type show now. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody wrote in, they said that, you know, I'm running a business. The candidates are all millennial and younger. 
And he goes, I can't find anybody to work a dam. Like nobody's willing to do anything. And Andy goes, are you kidding me? He goes, my entire business is run on these people. And he goes, I have the greatest employees of all time. And that that's what it was. He didn't just throw money at them. They bought into the mission. There you go. It's, you know, I mean, first form is they're doing that, right? Like it's a movement, it's a culture, it's a way. And he said, when I get somebody bought, that's all I need. I need their buying on our mission. They're willing to do whatever the hell it takes because they know that's what we're doing. The greater good. The greater good. And I don't think, and take that back. Look at our, look at our small businesses. How many business owners or gym owners have their teams buy in on what the mission is at a, as a whole? Not just, hey, here's your responsibility, show up and do your job. But well, why are we doing it? Well, it's fixable. I mean, at Absolutely. Least now that you know this information, you got you got a guy, Andy Frisella, who's got a whole stable of millennials that they're all working towards the greater good. Like, why why not take that Pull information? That, yeah. yeah, take that information, decide what your mission is. It, you know, is it um, we want to you know change five thousand lives in this community? Is it uh, you know a whatever whatever that is for you? Right? I'm gonna hear just like, hey, let me brainstorm <laughs> for your business for you. But if you do that and you have team meetings and you you ex comes from the top down and you get your whole team's buy in, you you might you'll see a culture shift for sure in your business. And then all of a sudden, like everybody's excited, they're showing up early, they're staying late, they're talking to clients, they're going above and beyond, they're doing whatever it takes. Hey, if you don't if you don't take anything else away from this episode, this could well, be the kicker. And you can right? go wider too. What are what are things that support that that will help? nurture that individual through the mission, but also make their position or their lives better. Book clubs or suggested readings. Um, I think continued education or coaching outside of fitness as well. I had somebody who, who did like financial strategy or financial planning for a team. You know, like, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Like uh, nobody would think about that. Like how do I know where my future is going? Maybe. Maybe if you got this team that's into it, right? Well, well sure, but yeah. you know what I mean? But at least you're pulling from other things that aren't just throwing the same thing at, at them. Kettlebell that we Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's, they expect that. That's part of their job and it's a requirement to keep their, their certification. So like that's not going above and beyond when you're just throwing more of that on their plate necessarily. I'll give you two quick examples of, these are both Iron Circle members that, you know, one of the iron, one of these iron circle members, we had a call. We were, we we noticed there was a dramatic, um, mm -hmm. I guess, cancellations in his business, and, and good good on him for re recording the reasons why people left, and good on the clients for telling them the telling him the truth. But it was a majority. It was a bad experience. Okay, and so like okay, we figured out the coaches aren't delivering on what this particular gym owner expects of them now. You could say, well, those coaches are no good, but we both agreed that it was the owner's fault. This is the 100% the owner's fault why the coaches weren't delivering on exactly what he wanted them to. So we we did a hard U-turn and we started working internally on staff development. We, we, we coaches the coaches. He took them to uh, perform better, mm -hmm. which is a big kind of like... Um, regional event you guys look it up perform better they have these three-day summits so they're they're great i used oh, yeah. to take my team to them all the time and overnight i mean months overnight they turned the whole ship around the whole buy-in was great better uh another gym owner another iron circle member who took his team to another growth summit he's getting letters from his team or notes like text messages he shared it with everybody hey you know, I know how much you put in this business. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to do, you know, push the mission along and all this stuff. A third gym owner, also an Iron Circle member, 
<coughs> here's a guy who did our coaching first. And every time he would do coach, like a new program, he would bring it to the team and the team would roll their eyes and they would be like, oh, here we go again. We're gonna, you know, gym owner X is gonna go ahead and we're gonna do this, all these changes. But this time it was different, yeah. right? He came He came with, we started with the mission, the core values, the, the, the brand message, the, the brand promise, promise, all this sure. stuff was brought up early. The team bought in and they've executed 100% on everything. This guy's gym is turned around because of that. And, and so that's something that we encourage all gym owners and every one of you listening. This is exactly what you can do. Next team meeting, sit down and go over your core values and your brand promise with your team. There you go. Like if, if they're not bought into these 10 things or whatever the heck you have, like Start what do you there? Exactly. And it, I think that's something that you should do when when staff turns over. Um, maybe after so long, every six months, just sit down and have that review. Like, hey guys, are we still on this mission here? And if not, what mission do we need to be on? Or can we get to this mission? Or do we need to you know, swap out some of these line items because the team has changed and what we're delivering is different? Or you know, maybe the gym owner's position has changed and they want to serve a different way. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, that, that is our, that's our target. You know what I mean? Like that's the roadmap. And if we don't have that in the business and we don't have the buy-in on that, we're winging it. Right. And, you know, here at Profit, the mission is we help gym owners win. That's our mission. We want you to win. And period. That's what are we sitting here twice a week, every week for three plus years, giving away advice, right? Yeah. Just information, yep. advice. Why would we be doing it? What's, it's the buy, it's the mission, right? That, that's what we've put our flag in the ground. We said, this is what we want to do at ProFit. And and I feel like we, we're accomplishing it because we're getting clients or gym owners, hey, best year ever, best yeah. month ever, best team ever, best this ever. And, and these aren't like one year businesses. These are 10, 12, 15 year businesses, best, best month in 15 years. Thank you. You know, all that stuff. So I feel like we're accomplishing that. Hopefully you're listening and you're, you're going to go take action, right? Like this is probably the easiest thing you can do. You're going into a new year, decide the mission of the business, decide the core values. What's our brand promise? What do we want to accomplish? Bring it to the team, get feedback, add to it, take things away, team buy-in. And then now you'll be into 2023 on a new mission. I think it's great. And that, and you nailed it right there. And this, that I think is going to be the big differentiator between having a boss and a leader bring them into the conversation. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's one thing to show up and, you know, you walk into a corporate America or a Starbucks or something and you get your first, you know, that job there. And it's like, okay, here is who we are. And this is what we do. And you need to assimilate to this. Well, in a small business, when you got four team members, it is like a family. It's a community. If you're trying to provide that type of environment, they have to be part of the conversation. You know, everybody should have some portion of a say, not saying, you know, take it away from what you as the business owner want, but, listen, have that conversation, get to the core of really what the mission is. And that's where you get your buy-in. There you go. All right. So hopefully this helps you. I mean, you got a good action item on this one today. Go off and do, do the work. Hopefully that helps. Until next episode, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.